Then Jesus and the disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time, he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swan was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these, so he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, be near us now as we hear your word and strive to do your will. Amen. First off, I wanted to say thank you to all of you. Um, I've been here seven months and it's flown by, and I, I suspect it's completely because of the love and kindness and uh, care that this congregation shows to people that enter this community. Um, and so I'm really uh, very grateful for that. I, uh, I wanted to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, when I was a little kid, I hated storms. To this day, I'm not a huge fan, but I've learned to tolerate them through years of surviving them in the boundary waters. But when I was about five or six, I would be truly terrified. I would always have a routine when a thunderstorm was approaching on the horizon. I would see it coming, and then I would run into the house 
and announce our coming doom to the whole family. And then I'd make sure that everyone was prepared for that. Then I'd go outside and make sure that all of my toys were properly sheltered and put away. I, uh, I thought, well, on the off chance that the movie Toy Story is actually real, I don't want to risk any, causing any resentment in them. So I made sure that they were safe. Once they were all picked up, I would run inside, and the only thing that I could do at that moment, as the terror washed over me of this storm coming, was fall straight to sleep. I could sleep through any storm, which was good because my parents said when I was a little kid, storms followed me around. Maybe that's why I don't remember a lot of my childhood. <laughs> my parents said that when I reached a level of anxiety I couldn't handle, I would fall asleep wherever I was. One time we were walking around in D.C. When, uh, when we were all kids and a terrible thunderstorm came in. My mom says, when I heard the first crack of lightning, I hopped into my stroller and fell right to sleep. No words, just out. She also tells me that she had to walk over a mile, pushing me in the pouring rain while, she, while, I, while an umbrella shielded me and not her. So I thank her for that. I reflected on this fear of storms a lot over my lifetime. Although my aversion to storms has thankfully subsided, the fear that I felt during those times is still very much present in my life. Have you ever felt that fear? That fear or anxiety that creeps into your being, slowly pushing out parts of you that are more rational, more beautiful. The fear that has the power to incapacitate our better nature the story that we hear today from Luke is riddled with fear. We meet a man who has been cast out from society, not living in a house anymore, but living in tombs, shackled by the community around him in an effort to feed him and provide him with basic needs, but also to protect themselves. Anxiety that in its best light is understandable. Faced with a neighbor changed by something they do not understand, they lean into fear and safety a feeling I know all too well. As I read this story and think about anxiety that permeates our culture these days, I see so many similarities. Just like the community's fear in this passage, our fears as society aren't unfounded. The world is a rough place right now. With oceans, healthcare costs, and shootings on the rise, who can blame anyone for having fear about tomorrow? Fear for the unknown. Some days it doesn't look too appealing. The unintended consequences of acting on this fear are enormous. That fear makes us tighten up, makes us look ever increasingly inward. It somehow chips away at our patience and our kindness and our gracefulness. As they morph and build, they become what is an adequate word in this story, legion. Anxiety and fear breed more anxiety and fear. So much so that we miss important pieces of our lives, important truths. In the text following Jesus' healing of the demonic man, the people ask him to leave. In the aftermath of a miracle, the people respond by demanding Jesus to leave. 
They ask him this because they are seized with great fear. They missed it. Their fear had blinded them from the miracle. The only one we see, the only one who sees this miracle is the man actually being healed. Last year, my wife was working on a fine art project around the country that had us traveling for five months in a camper. One of our favorite things to do was hike in beautiful places. You quickly learn that when you live in a camper, especially a small one like ours, rainy days can easily look like the two of you sitting in confined space all day. If we went outside, how would we get dry again? If we go outside, will it be miserable? We realized that if we leaned away from that fear and got into the, out into the woods, it's actually a beautiful place in the rain. Some of our most fond memories are from days where it would rain for hours, but we still experience beautiful places. I use this memory as a way to reflect on where else in my life I might be narrowing my lens to create a false sense of security instead of experiencing the world fully. I wonder in those times if God's presence in my life is bigger than my fears. If God is calling me to look past them to see the miracles that surround our life. The natural beauty, the loving community, the simple acts of kindness in everyday life. Even so, the fear that I am most curious about in this text is the man who had the demons cast out of him. He is rightfully afraid. He had been possessed for some time lived in perpetual uncleanness, abandoned by his community, set apart, no support. But his fear is different. After he is healed, he begs Jesus to let him come with him. Begs. Jesus refuses, instead telling him to go back to his home to tell people what he has seen. And he does. And that's the most courageous thing in this whole story. He had been living in a tomb. Clothes were unclean. The people of his home have seen him naked, scared, alone, living in a tomb. That is unbelievable vulnerability. Looking like that, having that history, he goes and tells his story. Maybe the most courageous thing is when we are at our most vulnerable when people have seen those sides of us that we wish no one else to see, when our anxiety is at its highest, we speak truth. We tell our story. This is me, with all my fears and frustrations. Here I am. Because the truth is that Jesus steps into those scary places, those dark places. That's the gospel today. Jesus being there crossing over, breaking in. That's what I need to hear. God stepping into those moments with me. Moments when I feel alone. Moments when my courage is gone. This man has been left by everyone in his community, left to live a life of either being shackled and guarded or boundless but alone in his darkness. Yes, Jesus steps into this darkness and asks in what I imagine is the most gentle voice, what is your name? And what is in asking a name if not wanting to know the person in front of you? Know who they are, see them, be with them. 
Jesus asks our name every day. Jesus asked our name at our baptism and has continued to ask our name all the days of our life. In the times we are happiest and our best selves, and in the times where our fears and anxieties are legion, and we can't see anything in front of us. When we're paralyzed by it. When all we can do is lay down and go to sleep. God steps into those dark places, walks with us, is near with us. I don't know what I would have done without my mom that day a storm hit D.C. Where would I have been able to lay down to escape the terror I felt? I look back on that time and think about how fortunate I was to have a place to go to escape the storm. Not everyone does. I'm grateful for little acts of courage in my childhood that helped me let go of some of that fear. Even if it was just enough so that I could start to stay awake when I felt it. Otherwise, you would have seen me get up here to preach and lay down right in front of you to take a nap. <laughs> I, suspect, I suspect most of us feel similar fears felt in the gospel reading today. Those things that pull at us from all different directions. This is a story I need to hear. It reminds me of all those fears that I have in my life, but more so, it reminds me of a God that encounters us in those moments of vulnerability. It reminds me of a God that casts out demons and fears. It reminds me of a God that heals the sick and calms storms, especially when we are asleep. Amen.